Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm recording from my childhood bedroom in Chicago, far, far away from my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt. I miss your stupid little face. I know. Can you smell me through the screen? Because I I haven't showered in multiple days. Anyway, coming up today, we're going to kick things off a little ranting. Then we got Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. And then we are diving deep into all of our icks, okay? The Urban Dictionary defines icks as, quote, something someone does that is an instant turnoff for you, making you instantly hate the idea of being with them romantically. Boys, (laughs) take a note. Sounds like it's going to be really healthy for your dating life. Exactly. And finally, we'll get into all the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier with our chasers. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, Barry, what is your gripe this week? I haven't seen you all week, so... I know, honestly... To unload, pull down those pants and squirt your complaints all over me. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. It's actually, like, really a godsend that you haven't seen me all week because I am a fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, and you know why? It's because of the thing that I'm here to complain about. Hormones. Oh, Oh my God. Let's just take a seat back. I think I've mentioned it on the pod before, but then maybe have cut every reference to it. Let me take you listeners on a journey. 16 years old. A young Barry goes on hormonal birth control for the first time Mm -hmm. and then just never goes off of it. Switches up what kind, but just fully is on hormones until I'm 29 years old. This is my first time in my life since I was 16 Uh not being on hormones. So my body is like, what the fuck do I do now? And let me tell you, I don't know. And when I tell you that I'm literally almost in tears right now for no goddamn reason, (laughs) and I'm a fucking monster, it is insane. I don't understand why our bodies do this to us. It's literally going to cry. It's so stupid. (laughs) Nothing is wrong. I mean, everything's wrong. The world is burning, pandemic, all blah, blah, blah. But also nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. And like, I want to rip everyone's head off. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And I'm definitely emailing my psychiatrist. <laughs> so I'm like, 
something's got to give, buddy. <laughs> Not to make this about me, even though that no, is what I do exclusively. I feel the same way this week and I'm not even doing that. <laughs> wow. You're not you're not on your period. You're not PMS, <laughs> but you're around your mom. So maybe you're like getting getting some hormonal. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, I think being at home is like my diet is all over the place. Oh. Like my sugar intake, my yeah. sleep schedule, everything is so off that my body is like crisis. That yeah. is part of it. When I was home, I got to see our other dear friend, Emily, and she just kept being like, live, laugh, laugh, regress. <laughs> just like right. when you're home, you just, you live, you laugh, you regress completely. <laughs> and it's exactly. Really upsetting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you know, that's just what's going on with me. What about Beautiful. you? What are you here to bitch about? <laughs> Not to belittle your little ordeal there. Um, <laughs> your little kerfuffle with your lady parts. Uh, <laughs> but I almost died multiple times last week. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I had my show in Iowa. Oh, and fun city. It was the most harrowing travel experience <laughs> slash 24 to 36 hours of my life. <laughs> fun city. The venue that I still cannot properly describe, even after I've been there. It, it was like a, a casino. small town. Yes, the, it was the town of Burlington, Iowa. I should preface this by saying thank you to everybody who came out. It honestly was a great show. I did have a lot of fun. Everybody there was very, very nice. That being said, the town of Burlington, Iowa has approximately 100 residents. <laughs> and yeah, this venue, it was like called Fun City. It's like a casino, a theme park. Oh, they have a water park. They have a bunch of restaurants on site. Yeah, it seems like Fun City itself is a small town is what I mean. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> they have like a spa in there. They have like a little inn. They got Why it Why did you leave? Listen, I would have stayed if I could because <laughs> I had to get there. I'll try to make this as not boring as possible. I flew from New York to Burlington. The problem is because this town is basically not on any map, you have to connect through Chicago and then fly direct to Iowa. When I got off the plane in Chicago, I was supposed to have an hour and a half layover. And then I hear them calling me over the loudspeaker being like, we're trying to take off right now. <laughs> and you're the last one. Get here. So I have to run through the airport. I checked a bag, obviously, because I'm me and I need to bring a thousand things. Yeah. And immediately I was like, there's no way my bag is making it onto this next flight. No. So fuck me. And then I get to the gate and they were like, are you mad? Because we've been waiting for you. You're the last one to arrive. And I was like, I just got off of another flight. Yeah, it's not like all. you drove and like decided to go and stop at Starbucks. <laughs> like, yeah. You were not in control of that time. <laughs> I was getting text messages from the airline. And when I got there, I just assumed that they were like automated text messages. It was just a girl at the counter sending me texts. <laughs> <laughs> because the airline to go to Iowa was Cape Air, which is like a small airline that usually oh. travels around Cape Cod, which I've right. been on before once between Provincetown and Boston. I knew I was in for it when she was like, okay, you, you and you. She pointed at three of us. She was like, come with me. It's time to board. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> There's only three of us on this flight. It was literally a Fisher Price airplane. <laughs> it sat eight people, including the pilots. 
And the reason that they wanted to take off so early was because it was that day last week that was so windy. Right. The kind of windy where like both of our moms independently texted us being like, I hope that you're going to be able to get to Chicago. okay?" because I know you're flying. And then I looked at the weather and the weather was completely fine. But it was so windy. But for a Fisher Price plane. Yeah. When I tell you, it was like someone had blown a dandelion in the wind and we were that single little piece just (laughs) going wherever. I have never been more terrified of a flight in my life. Not terrified that we were going to crash, but more so like I'm absolutely going to vomit. It was just like being on an hour and a half roller coaster. And yeah, you would think, no, no, no. Between Iowa and Chicago, it couldn't possibly be an hour and a half. Well, when you're on a toy plane that only goes 20 miles an hour, it takes a full fucking hour and a half. It took so long. I was like, oh, we'll cover this in like 30 minutes. No, not when you're traveling. And there's no Wi-Fi up there. (laughs) No, there was nothing. It was actually a very nice new plane, but still nothing compared to the violent winds. Right. And and I just want to make sure it's clear. It's not like we're talking about like, oh, you flew a private jet where you're like on a swivel chair succession Mm -mm, style. mm -mm. Like, no, like I just want people to understand that. No, you can like fully see the little video game that the pilots are playing in the front. (laughs) I hated that. But then, of course, the entire time I was like, my bag is not here. I know my because you could see into the trunk of the plane when you're boarding. (laughs) I was like, oh, my bag is not in there. So I knew I was going to arrive in Iowa with no clothes, no toiletries, none of my shit. So I landed in Iowa and then there was a mix up. So nobody was there to pick me up from the airport, which was basically just a bus stop. (laughs) So like a manager at Fun City had to come pick me up from the airport. And then I was like, quick thing. um, I don't have any shit. So can you take me to Target, please? (laughs) He had to wait for me when I ran inside Target. Oh, my God. (laughs) To literally buy everything. And it's a new Target, so you don't know the layout exactly. I know. Yeah. And uh, I ran in with, like, a backpack and a mask and everything. And I assumed, like, everybody at that Target just thought I was about to rob them. (laughs) Good, 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 good. (laughs) And And then the other part was that I got probably the drunkest I've been in like 10 years at that show. I feel like you say that every like four weeks on the pod. (laughs) So I'm a little worried about you. (laughs) It's because I'm like out of practice. Right, right. Yeah. The the lesson here is to drink more regularly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I had a bottle of Jack Daniels and I had it with me on stage and I probably drank about half of it. Not an exaggeration. Do not recommend this. I'm a professional and I nearly died. This is one of the first (laughs) times in a while where I was thinking back to the show and I'm like, I don't remember the second half of it. Uh (laughs) Oh, like there are bits of it where I'm like, did I cover that part? I must have. I was on stage for like an hour and a half. (laughs) Sure. Surely I got to that part. (laughs) If any of you listeners were there, make sure to DM us, reach out, let us know how the second half of the show was. I mean, I do remember meeting people after the show. I remember, you know, I've seen people tweet and message saying that they had a great time. So I know it went well, but (laughs) not my finest work, not my finest 24 hours. Then I had to get back on that Fisher Price airplane to come back to Chicago where I am Hung over. No. Yeah, I was like, I'm absolutely going to barf on this plane for sure. But luckily it wasn't windy the next day. So I, I made it out. Anyway... 
I'm ah. lucky to be alive. I almost died on stage and on the way there. So I think my week is worse than yours. Uh, you know what? You can have it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and that's it for our gripes of the week. Now let's get into our headlines. All right, worst things first. Let's chat about the worst news of the week. First, a man in Florida. Only in Florida. Just reclaimed a Guinness World Record for the most cinema productions attended of the same film after watching Spider-Man No Way Home 292 times. What is the point? (laughs) That's too many times. And that's coming from someone who can like recite every single line of both Two Towers and Pirates of the Caribbean. I'll be honest. I don't even think I've seen 292 movies. (laughs) That can't be right. I probably have. You have. I probably have. Yeah. But I I definitely have not seen one movie more than 100 times. No, that same. Hard Probably not more than 20 times. I, I I may have beaten that. <laughs> I don't know. I never remember any movie, maybe like Matilda when I was a mm, kid. That was yeah. my go-to movie for a while. And then there was some movie about a bunch of puppet rabbits. And I don't remember. It was like a musical number. I'd have to look it up. This is like the off, off, off Broadway ripoff of Cats. And it's just called Bunnies. I don't know. It was sort of like, yeah, they all lived in like a forest and there was like a little town and they had a mayor and yeah, I'll, I I'll need, find we it. We need to find it. <laughs> we, I will we need find to watch it. it. <laughs> I'll go downstairs and ask my mom. She'll remember. Anyway. So yeah, this guy previously broke the record for most times watching a movie at a movie theater, basically. Okay. In 2019, after he watched Avengers Endgame 191 times. Isn't that um, movie like 70 hours long? Yeah. (laughs) But then in 2021, someone overturned his achievement by watching Camelot first installment 204 times, a movie that I've never heard of and still don't know after having looked it up. What is that? (laughs) Basically, this man set out to reclaim his record by watching Spider-Man No Way Home 292 times, which, mind you, I just said the previous record was a guy who watched it 204 times. So he decided, I'm going to watch this movie 88 more times. (laughs) Okay, okay. Really going hard here. (laughs) Unfortunately, I must report, he is hot. Ugh. Why? Honestly, Uh, we'll have to link to his Twitter. Yeah, I'm I'm looking right now. Yeah, he is. Well, that's not fair. Like, if he asked me to watch a movie with him 292 times, I would do it. (laughs) I'm not proud of it. I still haven't even seen Spider-Man No Way Home once, but (laughs) I would do it. So the problem is the terms of the world record states that the movie must be watched independently of any other activity, which means he has to sit through the entirety of it without peeing, without napping, without checking his phone. Okay. So you would be disqualified almost immediately. Oh, yeah. No, there's no way I'd be able to do it. The stamina, the conviction, the dedication... The fact that he's paying so much attention to the movie makes me think that if you were to date him, he'd pay that much attention to you. Um, And that's really beautiful. Also, he loves the arts. And you know what? I actually got to respect that. Or he would talk about nothing but Spider-Man No Way Home because his (laughs) brain has literally been rewired. (laughs) 
There's no way that that does not affect you psychologically. <laughs> I just don't understand how after the like 10th straight viewing, you wouldn't be like, I'm going to, I'm going to kill myself. I, <laughs> I mean, just thinking about like how many times I've seen Lord of the Rings, two towers and how that has affected me psychologically. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm at 20 times, maybe like, the leap that he has made. It is so extreme. Almost 300 times. I don't like any movie that much to watch it that many times. No. Nor do I hate myself that much. <laughs> it's a fine balance. This article did the math. It said that he would have had to endure 720 hours of watching this movie, which comes out to 30 straight days. If you added it up between December 2021 and March 2022, he only did this in th four months. What? No, three months. So multiple times a day, right? Yeah. It said through the first three weeks, he sat through five back to back screenings <gasps> every day. Something is wrong. Something is not. <laughs> something, some synapses are not firing correctly. <laughs> The most impressive part was, according to the article, he was also able to balance family and work obligations. Oh, he's married. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> it did say he suffered from headaches. No shit. Yeah. Also, he probably would have had to have spent about $3,400 on movie tickets. If my husband spent that much money also to see that movie, <laughs> I would divorce him. Right. And it's not even something that you can like brag about to people. No, it's that's like, something yeah, you hide, actually. Yeah. It's like we know he's away a lot and like, you know, <laughs> he misses a lot of family dinners and big family <laughs> events. He missed our firstborn son's first steps. Yeah. But he was training for the Olympics. And so it's like that gold medal was worth it all. No, right. what you got no. was the little certificate that says you saw Spider-Man 292 <laughs> times <laughs> without your family. So that's just something to think about. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, uh, he does attribute his dedication to earn this honor to his late grandmother. According to him, she was my number one supporter and I want to remain the record holder. I bet his wife is real glad she croaked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank God she's dead. So he can't <laughs> get any more ideas from old granny. Anyway, shout out to him. That being said, if you want to hit me up, feel free. I mean, seeing Tom Holland that many times on the big screen's got to turn you a little gay. So yeah, agreed. Agreed. Next. Oh, this story is horrifying. Um, it combines a lot of my least favorite things. Oh, good. A man in Wisconsin had a routine trip to the dentist and it went wrong after he accidentally inhaled the dentist's drill bit and then had to go to the hospital to get it removed. Oh, no. No. How did this happen? See, this is why I always hold my tongue at the back of my mouth, like, all the time, always. Just like uh, your own personal dental dam. Yeah. <laughs> this is why, yeah, they need, like, a netting to put in the back of your throat. Yeah. So this man, 60-year-old guy from Illinois, he said he went to the dentist to get his tooth filled when he was told by the dentist that he had swallowed a tool. The guy said, I didn't even realize it was going down. I just felt like I had to cough. And then they did a CT scan and they realized you didn't... <gasps> 
You didn't swallow it. You inhaled it. Oh, it wait, was and in this his was an lung. Inch. Wait. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have a panic attack. <laughs> I didn't even know that like things could get there besides yeah. like smoke. The doctors believe that he inhaled just before he coughed, and it sent it into his lung, a one-inch bit. <gasps> Honestly, new terror. Yeah, new thanks for the nightmares. Unlocked. I'll never go to the dentist again. You can <laughs> rip my rotted teeth right out of my disgusting skull. <laughs> Yeah, a doctor at the medical center in Kenosha said that uh, the normal scopes couldn't reach it because it was so deep. And he was told that if it couldn't be taken out, part of his lung would have to be removed. <laughs> no. Oh, my Tom. God. Oh, poor Tom. Anyway, they said his medical team decided to try a newer device to remove the object. That's um, not going to give me any comfort. And they were able to navigate the narrow airways, reach the drill piece, and pull it out without harming him. Oh, God. I'm just imagining it's like one of those like stuffed animal claw games. What are those called, you know? Yeah, claw game. Yeah, it's like one of those, but like tiny, tiny and into his throat to pick it up. No one's good at those. It's always a scam. Yeah, I bet every time they tried too, they had to put in four quarters. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, how many tries is it going to take? You're going to spend thousands. (laughs) I do hate this is a trend on TikTok. Not even a trend. Ring the TikTok bell. But every time any video depicts something going wrong, at least 50% of the comments are people saying like, Guess who should sue? Time to sue. And it's it's like the American impulse is just yeah. to sue over everything. Always. So I do resent the fact that I'm going to say this, but like absolutely sue this dentist. You inhale the, the drill bit. Sue the people who made the drill bit. Exactly. Sue, sue everyone. I would absolutely. I'm like, guess what? I'm going to own this company. Okay. <laughs> Every person who inhales a drill bit from here on out. Guess who's going to have to write them a check? Me, because I own this place. Yeah. And no offense to Tom, but I don't want him in my blunt rotation because it sounds like his lungs are too strong. (laughs) (laughs) He'd take all the weed. That's true. I can barely like inhale in the morning um, just from (laughs) dust being in the room. But this man (laughs) inhaled in a steel drill bit (laughs) and was fine. Good, uh, good on him. Uh, and finally, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is investigating the old Lucky Charm cereal after dozens of customers complained of illness after eating it. Not so lucky now, are we? Oh. You little leprechaun bitch. <laughs> you little green face bitch. You little ginger bitch. <laughs> you, you, you little particle bitch. First of all, that leprechaun has always looked suspicious i don't really know what his intentions are i'm not Um, trusting him listen i used to love lucky charms but they were always in that weird kind of middle zone where it's like the marshmallows are literally saving it yeah like the toasted oat part is like 
cardboard. Yeah. The amount of work that those marshmallows are doing, like I hope they raise their wages because they deserve better. They're absolutely pulling 200% of the weight. And the amount of labor that you as a consumer have to go through just to make sure that every bite contains at least 50% marshmallows. I mean, it's a fucking puzzle. It's a mind game. Yeah. You're playing Tetris with cereal, making sure that every single bite is the perfect bite. Because God forbid... You accidentally take an all-toasted oat bite? Guess what? They're going to be pulling that out of your lungs. (laughs) Anyway, the FDA had to do one of my favorite things, which is where they track illnesses by calling a bunch of people and asking them what they ate. Yay! (laughs) Dream job! Actually, this might have been the other way around because the FDA said that it had received more than 100 complaints related to Lucky Charms so far. Oh. So apparently many people were just eating Lucky Charms and then immediately getting diarrhea and vomiting. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, we don't even have to list out what we ate. We know this was the culprit. (laughs) Speaking from personal experience, I do think this has always been true. Yeah, I, don't I think, think they're like, maybe they new... all just found out that they're lactose intolerant and like eating a bowl of Lucky Charms with like a bunch of milk maybe like actually isn't going to be helpful for their tummies. I think from personal experience, and I can say this as confidently under this roof, my childhood house, Lucky Charms has always done this to my family, <laughs> regardless <laughs> of the milk choice. Okay. It is okay. whatever is in the General Mills secret Lucky Charm recipe. Mm-hmm. It wreaks havoc on our genetics. <laughs> and apparently more people are just finding this out. Welcome to the club. Several hundred people have also posted on a food safety website, IWasPoisoned.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um, adding that as a new favorite tab. Right. Absolutely bookmarking that because I'll say that every day. Everything I eat. If I feel mild <laughs> discomfort. I was poisoned.com. <laughs> um, anyway, General Mills says that it's aware of these reports. It takes them seriously, but it's doing its own investigation and has not found any evidence of consumer illness linked to Lucky Charms. So we're in a Sounds battle. Sounds like folks. some leprechaun mischief to me. You've been warned. You have the facts. Proceed accordingly. But I'm just saying, every time you look at that little ginger fuck, Make sure you know all the tricks he's got up his sleeves. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we're diving deep into the icks. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. 
I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost, but now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, well... Long-time listeners will know that we here on Unhappy Hour have, for some years now, I would say, been in the practice of trying to find me uh, a man. Right. Uh, the problem, of course, is men. Yeah, it's not you. It's not the podcast. It is Exactly. Men. But really, really, I would say the problem is people. Mm. Because the second mm. you start liking someone, there is that dangerous period between like forming a crush on someone and then like falling in love with them Mm -hmm. where like one odd behavior can dry up your coochie like an empty capri sun just sapping it of moisture yep and it is that dangerous period because right Mm -hmm. I, i feel like once you like like someone enough it's like okay these things might be a little endearing or there's just stuff that you put up with right and can look past yeah. But when you're in that danger zone, you're you're at risk of what the Internet has called icks. Mm. This has become a trend on on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram. It's all those seemingly small things that can suddenly change the way that you view someone entirely. It's those mm-hmm. something tiny that nonetheless changes everything so that you can never see that person the same way again because you now find them absolutely repulsive and it gets worse right. and it's worse like and worse. not only can you not see them the same way it's that you actually only see them in that ick yeah it's like that one thing has ruined them forever and it, but it's got to be something small it's not just like a standard turn off it's not something no. it's not a deal breaker in the in the traditional sense Right. I mean, there are certain things like someone chewing with their mouth open or being rude yeah. to like wait staff. Mm-hmm. Those are mm-hmm. all like whatever. Unacceptable. Yes. But those are not icks. Icks are stupid shit. So <laughs> let's get into it first. And I want to start with this one because I am an offender um, and I try my best to hide this from everybody for as long as I can. <laughs> But viewing someone wearing no-show socks with oh. shorts. Oh, no. <laughs> when the shoes are off and all they have is the little no-show socks. But then it's you the see... the little condom. The little foot condom. You see the entirety of the leg also. I do feel like it's less offensive. It's less, it's less ick-inducing when there are pants involved. Right, right. It's the fact that There's you There's more of, to distract the eye. Yeah. You see the whole breadth of, of the shin and the upper foot, but not the toes or the, the sole of the foot. Right. There's something, there's something wrong. There's something deeply kind of like um, spiritually upsetting about that. 
Yeah, it does. It like just makes you look a little bit like webbed, but then like just like a different creature. Like maybe you're supposed to be better underwater, but like also you're okay on land and it's like pick a lane. A big part of X also is the idea of picturing that person doing the thing. Like it conjures up an image of them doing something else i.e seeing them with these conjures up the image of that person having to put the little socks on before their shoes (laughs) and that is upsetting it's like wiggling it in trying to make sure it doesn't slip off before they get their shoes in when they take it off potentially and it kind of like rolls Mm. up a little bit um so that it's just kind of dangling off of their toes all of this is upsetting also putting it in a drawer like are folding them into one another and then putting them into a drawer. It's like, okay. Next, hearing someone do their talk to a dog voice. It just feels too vulnerable. I don't want oh, this yeah. is for you and the dog alone when you're in private <laughs> and there are no witnesses. I don't want to hear your dog voice. Yeah. When I tell you how fast my boner deflates. <laughs> we just need one of those like little instruments that's like exactly that's the sound that happens it's not even it's like popping a balloon animal with a needle (laughs) that's how fast it goes down yeah i have a follow-up to this which is people who not only allow but actually encourage a dog to make out with them absolutely disgusting the second that i see a dog's tongue on your lips i want those lips nowhere near mine i was gonna ask like how you specify making out is it is it frenching or is no it it's like- any any dog first of all just we've talked about this before i'll talk about it again i think do- i love dogs i'm obsessed with dogs I hate licking i think it's disgusting i don't understand why people enjoy being licked by a dog anywhere but especially on your lips yeah. like no i do i i hate being licked by dog yeah unless i've dropped something on like my shirt and then they can lick it up yeah i mean then they're just like doing you a favor yeah i having spent the last week with the family dog um carly carly with a k (laughs) and two e's (laughs) uh there is nothing more satisfying than dropping something and just pointing to it and having the dog pick it up (laughs) it's amazing yeah A big one in the um, broader internet community, a big ick is often people talking kind of baby, like using baby voice, like saying, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, no. Get out. Absolutely. No. Thank you. Or calling it like your boogies. um, Ew. (laughs) Or asking for kissies. I hate all of those things. Truly deranged behavior. And again, I it's like it's dangerous when you're in that territory. Yeah. Cause like after a certain point, I'm like, okay, I'll allow certain things. And there's a difference between like an inside joke or like you're doing it to be funny versus like actually right. thinking that that's like funny. <laughs> I guess doing it ironically versus sincerely is sure, more what sure, I'm sure, getting sure. at. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, this one is very specific to me, um, but it's something that I can't stand. Watching someone watching their food get made, that's sort of like watching someone in that vulnerable <laughs> moment when they're uh, like kind of salivating, looking at their food mm. in an expectant mm-hmm. way. And it's usually when someone is like serving them 
or when they're waiting like at Subway or a buffet, like watching someone uh-huh. crave a food that's in front of them. Okay. <laughs> or like when you hold out your plate at a at a table for someone to like scoop something on your plate. There's yeah. you can either like be cool and kind of like look away and talk to someone else, but like yeah. hungrily looking at the food <laughs> is so upsetting to me. <laughs> is it like a performative thing? Like when people like performatively are like, mm, I can't wait to eat that, or you just like the no, more genuine. It's like just genuinely craving your food. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I'm like sure that's there's one something to take like to your therapist, right? This is there's something deeply psychologically upsetting yeah. about this, but yeah. I just I don't know. It's like seeing someone like be um being like hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not explaining this in the right way. No, I I I can I can picture it. I can picture it. Are you crying? It's okay, Matt. It's going to be okay. You'll find someone who doesn't look hungry ever and they will love you. I do think it is. There is a version of it that is that person being like, "Mm, yummy. Like (laughs) (laughs) it's like watching someone. Yeah. Be excited. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Moving on. Um, this is a general pet peeve, but I think it is disgusting when someone claps along to a like musical number in as an audience member. Yeah, no, get out of here. This isn't about you. Don't make it about you. When I don't care if the performer is like, everyone clap along. Don't. No. We're not participating in that way. This is Mm-mm. not I did not come to this event. Um, this is not a drum circle? Yeah. This is, I'm watching the show, actually. I'm not a part I of it. I paid to be here. I'm not working. If it's during a Broadway show, if it's during a concert, if someone is like, clap along, I'm like, I'll leave. I Yeah, there's actually, yeah, yeah. There's two offenses. Cue. One ick is like seeing like a singer, someone you really love do that mm-hmm. and like ask for that, that it's like, no. And then it's also the audience participation. It's a two-parter. Yeah, um, right. The audience participation, and this has been, uh, I've seen this covered in, in other shows and shit, but when when anybody like participates as an audience member, it's always a little, like whenever anybody at a show is like, can I have a volunteer and you stand up? Disgusting. <laughs> um, Next, when someone uses Bitmoji. Done. Actually broken up with. Like yeah. there's no coming back at all. I don't Absolutely. think I can I don't think I can picture you in any way except that. Now yeah. any type of sexual interaction hereafter, I'm just gonna picture your bitmoji. <laughs> which one, if it had to happen, which one do you think you'd picture? I don't have enough knowledge of the nuances of the different bitmoji. <laughs> <laughs> just any of them, literally any yeah. of them. Yeah. It's just the proportion. And, it's and a cartoon. It's a cartoon yeah. version of you. And that really gets at the like imagining not just it's not just that the bitmoji is there. It's imagining that person going through and choosing right. the eye color, the hairstyle how they feel they want to be represented by this bitmoji. Right. All the choices that led up to that moment, every single one of them are disappointing and upsetting. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's humiliating for them <laughs> um, and for me by association. 
relatedly, if someone um, unironically posted to Facebook at any point in the last five years, five years is also being generous. I would say 2015 on. (laughs) And this is something that happens frequently is that I will go and stalk someone that I have started talking to. Mm-hmm. And then I find their Facebook and found found out that they posted a status update last week. And it's like, okay, I guess this is dead in the water because <laughs> there's no coming back from this. How humiliating of you to post a status update for who? For who is that for? <laughs> Alex, I'm not even kidding. This morning asked how your dating life was going. He was like, why isn't that like, has, has, like how's it going? I feel like I just need to play him this episode and then he'll know. I mean, this is also an episode of Friends where everybody has to be like, Chandler, stop breaking up with people for the smallest shit. This is something (laughs) wrong. (laughs) But also they all deserve it. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. No, I don't want to but be- I don't want to betray the the spirit of this episode. I was going no. to say I can forgive some of these things, but no, I can't. <laughs> on on the internet front, if someone tweets a complaint at a brand, if I find your Twitter mm. and you are earnestly tweeting at a brand being like, "I got this bag of chips and there's f- three fewer chips in it than I usually get," dead to me. Yeah. Then it's like take that shit privately. If you care that much, call the number on the back of the bag. Exactly. Send them a DM. I I appreciate someone who cares about their shit. I don't appreciate appreciate you doing it in public. You're basically walking into a store and asking to speak to a manager. Amen. When you should be putting a mask on and sliding a note across the table and saying, (laughs) tell your manager to see me in the back. (laughs) So think about that. When someone wears a little nose clamp when they go swimming. (laughs) Just hold your goddamn breath. (laughs) Learn how to swim. Um, I I do actually think now that I think about it, I do think I saw someone say when when someone holds their nose before jumping into that. That also. That is probably worse, honestly. (laughs) At least the nose clamp. Yeah. Seeing someone hold their nose before it's worse for sure. Just manually clamping the nose before jumping in. There's no coming back from that. No. <laughs> Every time they go down on you, you're gonna think, <laughs> here comes the nose clamp. <sighs> and this is coming from someone who just purchased a nose clamp. Sim- <laughs> oh good. <laughs> um similarly. Anytime someone, and I do this because I care about my ears, but seeing someone else close their ears when a siren goes by, when a loud train goes by, just seeing someone hold their ears is like, oh, it's done. Yeah. Boner down. That is pretty bad. Next, drinking from a cup, but you are holding it with both hands like a five-year-old. <laughs> unless yeah. you... Unless you are then putting on a small British boy voice and going, please, sir, may I have no, some more? No, that actually made it <laughs> 10 times worse. <laughs> you should be committed to an institution at that point. There's no way I would allow that. If you do that in my house <laughs> as a romantic partner, I'm going to ask you to leave immediately. I don't care what state we're in. You better get out. 
<laughs> and also watching anybody eat popcorn at a movie theater. There is <gasps> no... I mean, I'm talking romantically, of course. Okay, okay. Like okay. seeing you eat popcorn, I have no sexual attraction to you whatsoever. <laughs> and any that I did have just went out the window about five <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> um, let's be clear, it was always 0%. Um, so yeah, I don't care about seeing people, just a normal person, eat popcorn. Right. But if you are a romantic prospect, seeing you try to struggle um, to get multiple kernels into your mouth yeah that's i was gonna ask what is worse is it worse to watch someone take a handful and then individually eat little kernels or is it worse to see someone try to eat multiple at the same time either one is humiliating i'm just curious for you i would almost say that i think it's acceptable to do the grab grab a handful and then use you know kind of put a couple at a time um Uh if you grab a fistful and then bring that fistful up to your mouth yeah that's hard to get past because you know what's going to happen after that is you're going to miss a couple kernels they're going to go down your sweatshirt or worse go into the crevice of the chair and then you're going to like probably eat those and like to watch them make that decision or not even make the decision and just instinctively go and like start eating those ones that have fallen. You know what else has fallen? This boner. Exactly. I would say um, there's uh, relatedly standing up at the end of the movie and seeing all of their crumbs fall to the (laughs) ground. That's a pretty hard one. And then saying, oh, I was saving those for later. Okay. (laughs) That came too easily to you. What else? Struggle- I really know how to make your worst nightmare of a date. I know how to conjure that man. <laughs> what else is on my list? When someone types out LOLOLOLOL. <laughs> <laughs> Hate that. What is your what is your preferred because uh, I I find personally when people what's the, what do you call it? The like responding when you like hold it down and respond? Yeah. When someone does a haha with that, I'm like, okay, fuck you. Right, right. So like what other than la 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 would you prefer? Um any of the other options. <laughs> <laughs> I mean any of the other like ha 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 or like but not two ha-has. Not a ha-ha. No, not, never a ha-ha. The problem is like using LOLOLOL is oftentimes like sarcastic. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just bad and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before I get to my last one, um, there are a handful that I, I found just as comments on TikTok um, that, that are really great. Some of the best, uh, when, when he chases a ping pong ball. <laughs> <laughs> that like little squat, squat run. Yeah. <laughs> like bending over. <laughs> Running to pick up sweets from a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was getting at my my earlier thing. It's like there was something about the eagerness of like getting something of like mm. getting a food or getting a sweet that is just yeah, like yeah. humiliating. Um, <laughs> this one, getting shouted out by a lifeguard. <laughs> I don't really know. Some of these I'm like, this was clearly written by like a 16 year old. Yeah, they were 100%. like 100%. When his mom yells at him for like not putting the laundry away. And I'm like... <laughs> Uh, that that is a much different thing if you're 16 versus like 26. 
walking back after your turn in bowling. <laughs> that is a very weird. There's some very weird social thing that happens in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Picturing him wearing the little cape during a haircut. <laughs> I also saw one that was like picturing him when the barber holds up the mirror and asks him how it looks. And he has to say it looks good. (laughs) (laughs) When the roller coaster worker tightens his seatbelt thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of these are just like doing something that makes it seem like you're a child. Right. Yeah. That you can't do anything for yourself. Running with a backpack on. Oh, yeah. Especially when they're holding the backpack as they run. Yeah, you just look like you're Frodo. <laughs> Try to be a little bit more Legolas, okay? No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And finally, my least favorite is when you see someone put on their shoes and the little tongue thing gets turned inside out. So you just see uh, like the top oh. of their foot and then they have to like <laughs> fish out the tongue. Um, That's actually... <laughs> disgusting and yeah, it's actually a hate crime <laughs> i have no respect for you how did you even get yourself into this predicament the <laughs> level of incompetence that you need in order to cause this to yourself the humiliation of it the fact that now i have to stand there and watch you as you fish out the tongue of your shoe <sighs> it's it's too much <laughs> It's horrible. It's disgusting. I won't look at it. I won't respond to it. And if I see someone do this in front of me, I won't have it. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. All right. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Barry, what are we highlighting this week? Well, last week, as we all know, was 420, a glorious holiday. But it also is a great reminder of all the injustice that still exists when it comes to cannabis. So I wanted to highlight the Last Prisoner Project, which is a criminal justice and cannabis policy reform organization because cannabis is legal in many, many states. It's a massive, huge capitalistic money-making industry. But there are still many, many, many people incarcerated for cannabis offenses, even in states where it is legal now. So Last Prisoner Project works with industry leaders, criminal and social justice advocates, policy and education experts, and a whole bunch of other types of people to work to end incarceration for cannabis offenses. They have a ton of ways to get involved, things like letter writing, donating. They do specific campaigns for specific people who are incarcerated. A lot of really great stuff. So we'll link to their site in our bio if you want to get involved. And that's what we're highlighting. Amazing. All right, let's get into the TV we've been watching. Barry, what have you been watching? So technically, I have not actually started watching it yet, but I will be this weekend. The second season of Russian Doll (sighs) is out, and I'm so excited to watch Natasha Lyonne and to see that show again. So I haven't watched it yet, but I will be watching Russian Doll season two. Yes, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. There are so many shows like coming back this week that I just forgot about. Yeah. Barry's coming back. Barry is coming back. The flight attendant is coming back. I rewatched. I don't know. Did you ever see a very British scandal? 
Ooh, no, with Hugh I didn't. Grant. I did not. It's like a three part. It's basically a movie. Mm-hmm. And now they have a very English scandal that it's like part two. It's like an anthology. Okay. So this one is with Claire Foy and Paul Bettany. Ooh. There's only like three episodes. That one is really good. Uh, I totally forgot last week I watched Severance. Oh, you oh, man, I really want to watch it. I just am still watching so much Better Call Saul. <laughs> I did start Better Call Saul. Ooh. So I'm watching a whole lot. Severance, though, is the one that I watched the entire first season. It is a little slow at first, but like it's so good. And I'm once so you really get into it. it, it's amazing. And the last episode is like such a cliffhanger, but it's also very satisfying. Love it. What is your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser, I just want to shout out. So usually Passover food is pretty bad. Uh, Just like stereotypically, iconically bad. But I just want to give a huge shout out to matzah toffee. Okay, that's matzah covered in toffee, covered in chocolate. Uh, Mm. It is a combination that is sweet and salty, a little crunchy, a little soft at the same time. It hits all of those points. It's snackable in that sense. It's a snackable kind of dessert. And I ate so much of it that my teeth hurt. So I love matzo toffee and I just wanted to give her a big old shout out. Thank you for bringing me so much joy this week. Uh, Love you, sweet baby angel. Thank you. Mm. What about you? What's your non-TV chaser? I mean, I'll take your lead and choose a dessert. I don't think I've said carrot cake as my chaser before. We've talked about carrot cake so much in our personal lives that I, I honestly can't tell you whether or not we talked about it on the pod, but we are getting, <laughs> we are getting a note from producer Melissa saying that, in fact, Matt has talked about it at least twice. Okay. Um, what? But still, it's still bringing you joy, and that's beautiful. Did you have a particularly good carrot cake during Easter? No. That's sad. I'm sorry. Don't mean to bring the mood down. How are the deviled eggs? The deviled eggs were good. Good. I had a shitload of them. (laughs) Wait, was it you who brought this up or someone else on the internet who was like, when you think about eating eggs, you only think about like eating one, maybe two, but then suddenly there are deviled eggs in front of you and you eat like 40. I think that was Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've done it. I did it. (laughs) Okay. I will take your lead on the chocolate covered dessert now and say chocolate covered strawberries remain an Mm. undefeated food. Mm. I think we just made a bunch for Easter for some reason. I mean, I've associated as like a Valentine's Day thing. Sure. But the fact that stores will charge you $20 for like two chocolate covered strawberries when you can just buy... So my chaser specifically is homemade chocolate-covered strawberries. Mm -hmm. You could just buy a shitload of strawberries and then buy a bag of chocolate, melt that shit, dip that shit, put it in the fridge for like 20 minutes. You got an entire carton of chocolate-covered strawberries Damn, for like 10 bucks at most. Amazing. And then you go out in the street, you sell that shit. Stand outside of Whole Foods and say, don't buy any of that stuff. Get <laughs> get my chocolate-covered strawberries. <laughs> it's so simple. It's so satisfying to chomp into a hard chocolate and then have a strawberry in the center. Yeah. It's interesting because I really don't like fruit in my dessert, but I really like fruit covered in chocolate. You know? Yeah. I think that's just something that makes me really special and unique and Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do recall famously Claire Saffitz said that that was her thing that she hated that everybody else loved. Yeah. 
yeah. is chocolate and fruit. Relatedly, one of my favorite Trader Joe's items, because I'm now one of those people who has a favorite <laughs> Trader Joe's item, in the frozen dessert section, they have chocolate-covered banana, chocolate-covered strawberry, mm. and they're like little bites. And you can literally eat the whole box, and it's still like healthy. Yeah, because fruit. Yeah, and like dark chocolate is good for you. Yeah, sure. Antioxidants, right? Right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's frozen, so it's like dessert. Yeah. We love. Chocolate cover fruit. Fuck you, Claire Savitz. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Claire. <laughs> love you, Claire. Uh, and that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, you can head to the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. Five stars only. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, and me, Matt Bellasai. Hadim Jang, Meredith Rice, and Kurt Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellasai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I'd really like Like to to be. Every time I'm home in my childhood bedroom, I notice other like things that have gotten added <laughs> to the the little like displays around. There's <laughs> there's way more like religious iconography in this room now. Which is <laughs> <Just> so <laughs> weird. Is there more throughout the house or does it just all continue to like grow in this specific room. I think there's more throughout the house and it's just okay. because my bedroom uh, is the most kind of like sparsely decorated because it is just an empty storage space. Basically this right. is where stuff gets added, but there's yeah this little like music box next to me right now with like a Virgin Mary in it. Oh wait, can we hear it? <laughs> what does she say? I'm not touching that thing. I don't know what kind of <laughs> voodoo magic has infected it the framed portrait of obama will protect you yeah it's right below it